right, Tyson, man, appreciate the time. Get you on the show for the first time. Uh, this is your second fight in the UFC. First thing before we start, I wanted to ask you about the best surfer. Who is the best surfer between you and Ricky? I just took Ricky for the very first time, so <laughs> it's, it's no question. But, you know, at the same time, he, uh, he was able to get up off of his first time, which is a pretty uh, tough feat in, in itself doing the first time. So, yeah, no question. I'm way better at surfing than him. Having Ricky, you know, with you, with many camps, you know, you guys are close. You guys are very close training partners. But off the mats, is the, is the friendly competition serious between you two? Always. Video games, eating, drinking, <laughs> it don't matter. We all we all got some sort of competition going on, and we're always trying to one-up each other. So it's, it's a it's a nonstop game between, uh, between him and I, which uh, just makes life fun in general. Yeah, man, I think you need to have someone like that next to you, right, during these uh, hard camps. Yeah, I mean, you know, we... We, we've always, from day one, we've always pushed each other to be a little bit better. You know, we, we help each other. And, I mean, we, we, we rode each other's coattails all the way to where we are today, which is we're both in the UFC. Oh, definitely, man. Uh, it's a lovely thing that you guys are both in the UFC together at the same time. Now let's go to your debut, UFC New Mexico City. You took on Sergio Pettis. You went to the judges in that fight. Break down what you saw in that fight and some of your afterthoughts. Um, you know, I I got outpointed. That that's pretty much what it what it came down to. I mean, uh, I thought I was gonna be able to get him to get into a firefight with me, but you know, after he he uh he probably got caught with one or two punches. He he uh played the route of you know scoring points, which is very smart on his part. But at the same time, you know, I've never punched for points. You know. Since I was five years old, I've never punched a point. I've always, I've always punched to take someone's head off, and you know it's a hard habit to break. But you know, I, I, I gotta learn sometime, and I think we'll make some good adjustments for our my, my next bout. Well, in the UFC, there's a lot of different types of fighters, and certain fighters, their fighting style keeps them in the UFC for a long time, and then certain guys that they fight, they win, that keeps them in the UFC for a long time. Um, what is your approach? Do you think that you would be the person that your fighting style is going to keep the fans wanting to watch you more and more? You know, I'm always on the verge of knocking somebody out. Left hand, right hand, you're going to get a kick. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm here for a good time. I'm not here for a long time, so, you know. I, I'm trying to punch people's heads off. I'm trying to give the fans what they want. I, I'm never trying to. I'm never trying to just score little tip tap uh, points or lay on top of somebody. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to entertain people over here. You've been all around the world, man. You've been in enemy territory. But was the UFC experience a little different? Did you feel that it was a little different in the lead up? No, I never had um, any jitters. Uh, you know, I've already fought people that been in the UFC. I've, I knocked out former number one UFC uh, flyweight contender Ali Bagutinov mm -hmm. in Moscow. Yeah. You know, it was a it was a pretty big event that they had out over there too. And I remember going into that fight, and I was like, uh, I think I told uh, my coach Charles or Ricky, I was like, is it weird that I'm not even nervous? <laughs> and it's like it's another day, it's another day. <laughs> Pettis, he after that fight, he went over to Bellator. Was that move 
Did that surprise you a little bit, or were you not even shocked at all? Um, I, I knew that that was uh, his. Uh, I was his last fight on his contract, so he was a free agent to do uh, whatever he wanted to. I'm pretty sure um, they paid him a little bit more in Bellator, and man, did he have a really good uh, Bellator debut yeah. over there. Yeah, you look good. Yeah, and he doesn't have to cut the weight anymore. I think Bell- Bellator doesn't even have a flyweight division, so he's at bantamweight no. now. It's uh yeah, they've all their lightest weight class was one thirty five. because uh, when when I was supposed to have fought for uh, Bellator, it was at one thirty five and I I wanna say they they've had a couple of bouts at one twenty if at flyweight, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. They have they they, they have. Um I I don't know why they don't wanna bring uh, that weight class around. Because, I mean there's a there's a ton of good flyweights uh that are just a little bit too small for 135. So, I mean, open it up. 125 is where it's at. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of flyweights out there. Um, do you ever think about moving up to bantamweight in the future, or flyweight is the your you know your weight class and you die there? You know, yeah. Uh, I've uh, I started off my mixed martial arts career at 135, <laughs> and and which which was a uh, quite a while ago yeah. but uh you know we uh, back then I, I don't even remember a lot of uh us fighters uh, cutting too much weight and then as time went on a lot of the wrestlers came in and they brought that uh that weight uh, the weight cutting experience into play into mma and then and then you know if if somebody does it everybody got to do it because uh you know mixed martial arts unlike boxing you know, it, it does it does require a little bit of size, a little bit of strength when it comes to like the grappling. So, you know, my uh my last few fights before dropping out the flyweight, I'll come back into the cage and I'll be outweighed by like ten, fifteen pounds and uh any combative uh athlete would know that even a couple of pounds is a huge uh, advantage and a difference, let alone when I grabbed onto the guys and they're like 10, 50 pounds heavier than me, I was like, whoa, this guy's kind of big. Your debut was at the end of September. It has been about five months. You're going to return back into the octagon. You know, what have you been doing during that time, you know, so to say? What have you been doing before you get into t- this camp? Um, I, I went right back to exercising, training. You know, I've, uh, I've always never stopped working out. I've always stayed in shape, uh, I would have liked to have fought a little bit sooner because I didn't come out with any injuries after uh, my uh, debut. So, you know, I stayed up in the gym, lived life uh, pretty clean, pretty healthy, a couple of cheat meals here and there. But, uh, yeah, when they gave me the call for uh, for this, I was, I was already ready. Back-to-back top 10 fighters. The UFC is not sugarcoating any matchups for you. I think that I think they're doing that because they know that you fought some of the best guys in the in the world and uh do you you know i think it's better for you because it kind of ki- gives you a, a quicker path to the title right of course i mean you know i've uh i've in 2012 i knocked out a number six guy in the world 2017 i knocked out a number one not a former number one ufc contender in the world so you know i've always i've always been there it's just that i've never fought in the ufc it under the the UFC banner, just always uh across across seas. So you know, either either they love me or they hate me. So they're giving me these top uh, these uh, top guys to fight. But you know, when you're fighting in the UFC, you never get an easy an easy 
fight. You know? So bring them on. Bring them all. Kai Carl France, a guy that has somewhat of a similar path as you. He's fought all over the world before he actually got signed to the UFC. Um, thoughts on his run so far in the promotion? Uh, he's uh, he's doing very well. He just had a little skid. I mean, it was a really good battle against uh, Brandon Moreto that they had. He went back and forth, but uh, Brandon uh, edged it out when it came to like the second and the third round. But it was a really good battle. Um, I like his style. I feel like we're going to have a, a firefight and everybody's going to be up on top of their feet screaming and cheering whenever uh, when, when, when we meet up in the middle. The style matchup is uh, something that I think they were looking at and, and they put it together because of that. And, you know, you're from Hawaii. Um, you've been living in Hawaii for a long time. You know, New Zealand is massive Islander community. Hawaii, massive Islander community. What is, do you feel that energy? I feel it. I feel it good, you know. Uh, I know there's a a, a, a huge uh, Polynesian uh, population over there, which you know, Hawaii's Polynesians as well too. So, you know, just a just, just a hop, skip away. Um, he's gonna be bringing his island. I'm bringing my island. So we're gonna we're gonna meet up in the middle and uh, see who comes out on top. Is, do you feel like there's still a, a somewhat of an underlying urgency for the flyweights, even though the UFC seems like they're going to keep the division alive? But is there, you know, with the roster not as deep as other divisions? Yeah, you know, uh, I don't ask any questions. Mm-hmm. I just I just, uh, I just, come to fight. But at the same time, yeah, there's a, a roster in the flyweight division is uh, pretty, pretty, sh- pretty shallow, but at the same time, it's the best guys in the world that they got at flyweight division. So, like, uh, like I said, I mean, you know, I got number five, and now I got number eight. And I mean, just even looking at the division itself, there would never be. It's all, it's all top guys in the world. So, I'm never, I'm never expecting uh, an easy day, but uh, I'm pretty sure that the UFC wants to keep around that flyweight division. You know, it's, it's coming around. Now, before, probably people didn't want to watch because you know. You, we got these uh, little guys running around and scrambling, you know, without a lot of finishes. But nowadays, everybody's knocking everybody out. So, you know, that, I think that's the biggest thing that they want to do. People like to see knockouts, right? So, flyweight division is coming around. And, you know, I'm known to knock people out. <laughs> so, keep it alive. Keep it alive. Yeah, and uh, Kai Carl France, he's the guy that's going to meet you in the middle. And not really try to outpoint you, which is a, a beautiful thing, you know, in, in in your eyes, right? Oh yeah, he's gonna bring his, uh, gonna bring his good right hand. I'm bringing my good right hand, and we'll see who's is better. <laughs> now, uh, on you know, a week after your fight, UFC Norfolk, you got Benavides versus Figueredo for the vacant flyweight title. Do you see this fight as an exciting matchup? Oh yeah, I mean, um, they're Number one and number two, I'd probably knock both of those guys out. So, well, you know, go get go get their belt. Hold, hold, hold it ready for me. Uh, I'll be a coming. How do you how do you see that fight playing out? Do you see Benavidez taking that fight, or do you see Figueredo? I believe a lot of people believe he's the underdog. So, do you see an upset? Ah, man, I mean, when push uh. Benavides has been 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 fighting top top guys for I don't know how many years now. So you know he definitely has the experience edge, but 
you know, it's mixed martial arts. Uh, anything can happen on any given day. So, you know, uh, quick submission, quick knockout. Like I always say, it's always better to be lucky than it is to be good in this sport. I don't care who wins. You're just looking for the winner. Yeah, I want the winner. <laughs> now, 2020, you know, when you look at it, you got this fight coming up, which is against, I think he's number seven or number eight in the division. You You take him out. Basically, you're number seven, number eight in the division now. And what do you see? What do you envision for the rest of the year? You know, uh, yeah, I beat Ty. I'm I'm in the top ten spot. Uh, I can probably call out whoever I want to, just because uh, you know they they they've been having like flyweight fights like every other. So I mean, my figure looking to on the roster who's uh, who's available for a butt whooping after this. But uh, 2020, yeah, I, I, I feel like there's going to be big things going on. All right, one last thing before I let you go. In in the world of combat sports, there's so many different types of competitors, right? Do you feel like yourself right now in your career, you're more of a martial artist or a prize fighter? I've, uh, I've always been just a scrappy person, you know? I could care less about the money. I I, I feel like uh, I do it because I just love the competition, you know, one on one, man to man, hand to hand, or I mean, woman to woman, hand to hand. There, there's no competition that gets any better than that, you know. There's nobody else that can lose but you. There's nobody else that can win but you. So I mean, everything's on the line. Pride, your 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 name, your where you're from. So. Man, it gives you it gives you so much like uh, anxiety, nervousness, and jitters. But you gotta you gotta learn to love it. So you love just the feeling of it, just just the just like that that adrenaline. Yeah, I'm an adrenaline junkie. Anything that excites me, I'm I'm all for it. All right, man. February twenty third, UFC on ESPN plus twenty six, Auckland, New Zealand. Tyson, appreciate the time, man, and uh, good luck on the fight and good luck on everything that you're doing inside and outside the cage. Thanks, John.